everybody to another episode of BSN Podcast powered by Two Bulls Performance Feeds. When performance counts, uh, Jim's jumped on board with us, and it's it's been great to be be have Jim on board with us. Uh, this episode may be a little different. Uh, we're gonna kind of just Thor and I are gonna talk about kind of who we are, what Buck and Stock News is, um, and we've kind of took off real fast and and started these podcasts and our Facebook page and YouTube channel and. Heck, we figured we'd give everybody a rundown on what everything is and close it out with some recaps, uh, some events this past weekend, some really good bulls we, we want to talk about. Thor, are you there? I'm here, Kyle. Heck yeah, well, it's kind of been it's kind of been fun to, to see how this whole thing is, has grown and and where where, it's, where the vision that was there at the very beginning, you know what? It's been a lot of fun, man. It's, it's neat to see uh, something take form and take off and hopefully be a positive impact on the buck and bull industry as a whole. Thank you. Well, I guess uh, a little bit about myself and we'll, we'll get a background on tour as well, but I, I didn't grow up in a rodeo family. I'm kind of the black sheep of my family. Uh, my parents grew up in, in Kansas city, Missouri, and, and they moved to the, to the country, a little town called Holt about 30, 40 minutes North of Kansas city. And that's where I grew up. And, and I seen a movie one time, eight seconds and, thought that's what I wanted to do and I rodeoed junior rodeoed and started fighting bulls and uh fought bulls in the bull fights at the American and Salinas and did you ride did you ride steers and bulls or did you just go straight to bullfighting or what no I junior rodeoed like I said and and rode steers and and then I I broke my collarbone and uh got a little fat couldn't couldn't quite stay in the middle anymore oh so I I actually traveled around with my best friend Brady Sims, and and he still rides bulls actually. And uh, heck, I went to Nash- high school nationals and junior high nationals with him a couple times. And then uh, you know I had bought a cow or two in between these times, and and I thought that fighting bulls was something I could do. And so I went to a bullfighting school uh, in Locust Grove, Oklahoma, and uh, and then it took off from there. And, and I, that's how I made a living for for a long time. And and I've kind of recently changed my life plans, I guess you could say. But uh, it was it was awesome while it, while it lasted, and and kind of the same with this deal as the bullfighting deal. I went went a lot further and and had a lot of really good rodeos, and was able to go to some bullfights that that a lot of people uh, wish wish to go to, you know. And it, I was blessed with a pretty good career. So, so are, does that mean? Am I hearing you right? Are you officially done? Is this Kyle Lippincott's retirement from bullfighting? Well, I, I wouldn't say retired. I didn't. I didn't really uh, accomplish a whole lot. I guess I'm just. I'm just quitting. How long? Um, how long did you have your card? Uh, let's see. I want to say I had my card from 2011 or 12 until 18. I don't know, man. Seven years of a card. I think you call it a retirement. <laughs> yeah, man, you heard so. it here. Heard it here first. Kyle Lippincott is out of the game. Out of the game, fighting bulls, but. The, the the cow deal has really taken off for me and I've I've had had some success in a small small matter and and I feel pretty fortunate uh, with my small set of cows and and I've got a family and two little boys now and and I just feel like it was time to time to do something else little some injuries here the last couple of years had me sidelined surgery on my wrist broke my leg twice you know how it is story you rode bulls so yeah yeah, those injuries will slow you, slow the guy down pretty quick. And when it's your only way to make a living, it really slows you down. 
Yeah. <clears throat> what about uh, what about you growing up in Arizona? And were you did you grow up in a rodeo family? Man, not really. Uh, my dad rode some bulls when he was in high school. You know, kind of like you know, but not not anything real serious. And he roped when I was a kid. Did some team roping. We lived kind of today in Amarillo. You go see your family. Well, that's my grandfather. That's my mom's dad. He still ropes. He's you know I don't know 142 or something, and <laughs> and still. <laughs> And still roping, he'll load calves by himself and and rope calves uh, by himself still. But now my dad team ropes a little bit. My dad never really got into calf rope. My dad team ropes a little bit, and uh, really just uh, I guess I guess my my introduction to all of it uh, was uh, my dad would go to this practice pen in on the west side of the valley there in Phoenix, and uh, just watch. I mean, he wasn't riding bulls or nothing, but he grab one of his buddies and they'd go you know sit there and watch bull ride and drink some beer or whatever and uh, get out of the house and I kind of always went with dad when I was probably seven years old I'd imagine and you know when you're that age everything looks like fun and I had to beg him to let me get on for about two years but when I was nine I guess he started letting me get on some and uh, I was pretty well hooked from then it was all I ever ever wanted and we uh we bought our first i got i got introduced to the to the buck and bull deal um i was probably 17 years old and we lived on one acre out on the west side of phoenix and dad started buying a couple bulls just to have at the house for practice like we didn't even have a place for them but i was out there tilling up the ground this is where the arena is going to go on our little video one acre and bought some panels and <laughs> he thought he thought it was crazy but we ended up buying a couple of bulls and just for practice and i remember me and some of my buddies dusty ephraim and, and some other friends from canada they'd come down and we'd buck the three bulls we had we'd all get on them there'd be three of us out there i was you know who knows what we were supposed to be doing that day but we'd be bucking bulls and getting on them and one guy's playing bullfighter and the other guy's pulling gates and open, you know, and then we'd go to lunch and come back and buck them again. But, uh, that was kind of my introduction. So I've pretty well been addicted to the whole buck and bull deal pretty much my whole life. And after, uh, after I was kind of done riding bulls, it was a pretty seamless transition into owning a few, you know, I started buying a few cows kind of towards the end of me riding and pretty seamless. I got real passionate about the, the raising them. And uh, that's that's a lot less painful most of the time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's some scary instance. Heck, you've been you've been pretty fortunate to get your hands on some some good cows and, and herd sires. Yeah, we we uh, I'll tell you a cool story about about me and and a friend of mine. Uh, when I was rodeoing fender bender, was always my favorite bull. I, it was kind of in my era, and luckily I never drew him. Uh, I mean, at the time, I probably would have told you I wanted to draw him, but, you know, in hindsight, it's probably a good thing I didn't draw him, but um, uh, Bear is just my favorite bull. I like the way he moved and all that, and uh, I didn't know anything about, you know, the DNA or the registry or any of that stuff. I just knew I liked that bull, and so a friend and I started kind of paying attention, and we were in Winter Rock, Arizona. I was entered at the pro rodeo and he was just there helping me and the announcer piped off this is a full brother to fender bender and i kind of thought it was just announcer talk at the time but 
anyways, I peeked over the bucket sheets. I figured I better watch this. And Clayton Fulton was like 93 and a half or 94 and a half. I don't know. It was outstanding on a bull called Bar 8 Body Works. And sure enough, I went home because I had to know. I mean, the bull was up and down and round and round and really bucked and, and pretty user-friendly, but rank, for real rank. And uh, Fulton rode him great. I went home and figured out how to find out how he was bred and sure enough he was a full brother fender bender and that was all it took for me man from that point on that that cross has pretty well been the nucleus of my program uh we don't have a, a very big operation but i kind of run sneaking w cattle and uh bar six over that charlie cows pretty well pretty well all we want we're luckily lucky enough now to we own you know bar eight body works fender bender's dead of course we never got to own him um first first bull we bought was actually bar six and it took us about three years to get that done but fender bender's dad body works dad yeah 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 so i guess kind of kind of jumping into this uh it was i remember one afternoon and you you were showing me some notes on your phone of some kind of deal you didn't even know what to call it uh and and kind of kind of explain a little what what you had going you said it's been years of notes and and I was staying with you at the time, and and then heck, it it's taken off as far as talking about Buckingstock News. Yeah, so so uh, when I was in Arizona, a little backstory. When I was in Arizona, I was just ate up with the Bucking. I mean, still am, but uh, just enamored by the whole Bucking Bull deal. Just wanted anything I could. And I I remember texting friends that were out in Texas at events. Hey, get a video of this bull. He's a bar six son. I want to see him or whatever, whatever. And it was just. Man, it was really tough to get information unless you were at those events, or and uh, there just wasn't enough content being pumped out. And I, I was in Arizona at the time. I think it was 2014, and uh, I just I had an idea that you know, out of necessity, I wanted more content. So I kind of came up with an idea of something along. The, I didn't call it Buckingstock News. I called it something else, but. Um, and I just wanted more content and I wanted to spotlight some sires and I wanted an easier way. Cause I, all, the only way I had access to any of that stuff was through the computer and I could make some phone calls and talk to some people. Uh, but through the computer was the, you know, was the way to find anything out, whatever the ABBI website could provide me with or probullstats.com could provide me with. And, uh, man, I just wanted more. I wanted, I wanted some of the backstories without having to call these guys, which most of them were really, really nice. And would, you know, I got a lot of backstories on a lot of the stuff I was interested in. But not all of them you could get a hold of, and not all of them just wanted to talk to some random guy from Arizona, calling, asking, you know, questions about stuff for really no reason other than I was a curious mind, and trying to formulate theories and hypotheses, and you know, and uh, so I had this idea, and and you were living with me at the time, and uh, for you were kind of not not in 2014 no no to fast forward yeah so i so i wrote it i wrote a bunch of stuff down on my phone what i thought you know just in a in a color note deal and and it just sat there you know i got busy and life happened i had a wife i had a new new son at that time and i just never did anything with it you know and uh, fast forward to 2018 i guess you were was it 18 yeah probably no i think it was it was 17 into 17 whatever yeah yeah you were living with me and i don't know what we were even talking about that day but i'm anybody that knows me knows i'm i'm not afraid to come up with a theory or an idea good bad or indifferent i 
I'll come up with something. Uh, and they're not always great, but, and, uh, me and you talk about a lot of stuff late at night, uh, when we probably should be getting ready to go to bed or something. But, <laughs> uh, at some point it came up and I said, man, I've had this idea for a long time. And I, I said, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how to, how to put it together and, and whatever, but, uh, I've, pitched it to you just because we were talking and and you said man that was a that's a great idea uh can i do something with it and i said yeah absolutely i said go go run you know and that's kind of what we needed i needed kyle to uh make it happen you, you know i just i don't i wasn't the guy to make it happen yeah it's been it's sure been fun i, I know that and it was it was a great idea so that kind of leads me to my next thing to ask you now don't jump the gun too much because we're we're going to talk about some things that's going on in bug stock news but are we are we running along the lines of kind of what you had envisioned on your phone in 2014 man i haven't looked over those notes since you asked me to text them to you whatever that was a year ago you know a year and a half ago whenever you said hey text me those notes and i i really haven't looked over them since then but generally i th- i think it's I mean, I think it's awesome. So regardless of what it, what I thought it should be, uh, doesn't really matter. I think it's awesome now. Um, but I think it's fairly similar. Like I remember wanting to spotlight a sire and just talk about him and his calves and where he came from. I'm very interested in the backstory on stuff, the stuff that doesn't really matter now. It's irrelevant because the bull produces or because the bull bucks or whatever. But I really enjoy how he came to be. And so that was kind of, you know, I, but it was super hard for me to get that information. And that's why I, I believe you're a perfect guy uh, to kind of make the BSN what it is. And more, you're just, you're just as passionate about it as I am and more connected. And uh, so I think, I think it's really close, but, you know, better. Well, heck yeah. Well, it's been, uh, I enjoy it. And like you said, it's a passion and, it's it's even it's kind of addicting honestly wake up thinking of things to write about or bulls to talk about or cows or programs and and people to talk on our podcast that we've got started and and it's it's kind of eating me up and then i like it and i've learned a lot heck i thought i was pretty knowledgeable and i learned something new every every day talking to people about stuff and like you said i mean some of them bulls produce and that's all people need to know but it is it is interesting knowing where them bulls come about or or that someone may have been an accident or whatever the case may be yeah my dad used to call me a need to know kind of guy really whatever that means but uh yeah. i i think uh i think the the neatest thing that that i can say about the bsn now is how and we're a long ways from where i i, I would like us to be but just in the little little bit that we've done so far how it seems like everybody you know we're filling a void that that uh needed to be filled and and everybody seems excited about it now everybody's like oh it's a great idea you guys are doing great and 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 that's all that's all cool to hear but uh the fact that we're you know kind of informing informing the people and learning along the way i think is the coolest thing i thought it was i thought it was sure cool the day that that i got a call from jordan a bear the, the marketing uh director for the abbi saying jay jay wanted to be on board with us and and being that that that's what we talk about is 
ABVI stuff and, and events and the registry. And it was just neat getting, getting, and, you know, going forward a little bit, we have teamed up with Jay and, and ABVI and, and done, been doing a lot of cool things. And, uh, it was, it was nice to know that or it was cool to see and, and get that phone call, you know, that, that they wanted to be on board and heck border town jumped on with us and wanted to do some things. And it's, it's been fun. And I do think like I've, I've got a lot of really good response and, and it is thanks to everybody that's following and sharing and listening and to uh, make this whole deal work, you know. Uh, but with that, you know, everybody, you know, maybe some people don't know, but kind of some things that that the BSN does is, is uh, I guess we can kind of go, we like to provide quality informative content for bug and stock owners and, and fans as well of, of the industry and then provide a platform for news and updates, stories for the business that people can enjoy. And I feel like uh, the response that we've got, we've withheld that, you know, good, good quality content that people enjoy reading and are listening to. Yeah. Kyle, if, for those that don't know, Kyle writes all the articles and, and uh, I really enjoy reading them. Uh, I think he does a great job writing the articles um, for the, for the Facebook page and stuff. And, uh, Help me out here, Cal. <laughs> but and and some other things that that we do uh, on our social media um, is is event results. That's a big one. We've got a lot of feedback on. People can, you know, we go through the top five of of damn near every event that across the country that we can get a hold of the information and post the top five with pedigrees, the original breeder. Um, bulls are are sold and transferred a bunch nowadays, and it's kind of neat to see where them bulls come from, how they're bred. And with within that, we could kind of see the the relativity of sires and dams and what programs are, are working and, and maybe some underdog programs that have spit out a bucker, you know. Um, we do program spotlights, sire, dam, product, sale spotlights. Uh, and something new we've kind of started, um, Thor, he, he's been pretty innovative and, and always trying to come up with new things, but live covering these events where, we can get instant videos, instant results, and then something cool, you know, when like Fort Worth was a great example, the the Cowtown Classic was a bull nobody ever even heard of wins the deal, and you're able to go back there and get a picture and, and an interview with Dennis, Dennis Owens, um, and, and figure out what that bull was and, and get a backstory on him, and I think that was neat, and I think that was pretty, um, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but but effective, I guess, maybe, that you were there, and and right there on the spot, we knew knew what that bull was and, and able to release a story of the bull that nobody knew about. Well, it was exactly what I felt was lacking, you know, when I was sitting behind a computer. And I hope there's a lot more people sitting behind a computer that just can't drive to an event to watch it or, or you know, just don't know the right person to get in touch with. And so, yeah, live covering Fort Worth and, and hopefully several more this year, that was exactly what I felt I felt we needed to do. I felt I'll back up just a little bit. I felt I remember it was so hard to get a video of a specific bull at an event just because if you're, you know, if your friends there, he's busy or, you know, he's got his own bull there or whatever. And, and so whenever I'd go, I hauled a few bulls for a lady, I'd just drive, uh, I'd drive her truck. She'd fly in and flank them. I'd feed them and whatever. So during the event, I had nothing to do, and I started videotaping some some of the events and putting them on YouTube. 
the because I thought it'd be cool for anybody uh, that wanted to see them that could find them. I guess they were there, you know. And uh, the coolest thing that happened to me that really made me feel, you know, I, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours doing it. And the coolest thing for me is the first time I met George Myers. I was he uh, he said, "Hey, you're the guy that put up all the YouTube videos." And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Man, I was homesick that year. My bull was going." And that was the only way I could follow him was those videos. And that, that made it all worth it for me. So that was kind of the, the driving force. And I just felt like, man, somebody might want to see this, you know, and mm-hmm. the more we can put that content out there, it's my opinion, the more we can put that stuff out there, maybe we can kind of broaden on the market a little bit and uh, get the people that, uh, that, that want to play or want, because yeah, let's face it, bull riding and bucking bulls is, it's awesome. There's just, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's pretty awesome. So I think anybody that likes awesome stuff probably like it. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, the thing that I kind of had a, a, a idea about, and I never really said it to anybody, didn't know how to do it, didn't look into it. You called me one day, said that podcast was a big deal. And, and we, we started the BSN podcast. And I want to say that that's probably been the coolest thing. People don't have to look on their phones while they're driving and reading articles and stuff, which we still do a lot of that. Uh, Cause it's, I, I feel like content you can read and content you can listen to is two different things. Sure. But the podcast has been, been a huge hit and uh, people, people are really enjoying uh, the podcast. And what I was getting at was, was it was your idea. You said, hey, we need to do this. I've been listening to some podcasts. I think it would, it would be another avenue that people could, hear about the bull business and anyways we've had some really good guests on our podcast and that's sure been fun doing that and, and hearing what what i like to call story time that you just don't get the same effect out of it reading it and and me putting putting it on into a story of someone else's words yeah I, I totally agree i think letting the man tell the story out of his own mouth is uh i mean when you when me and when you were living with me, we me and you'd have story time. You'd tell me the stories that you had heard, and I'd tell you the stories that I had heard. But it's so, and that's fun. But it's even so much cooler when they're coming out of the man's mouth that was there. You, you know, whatever. Oh, exactly. And uh, it's we we've got a lot of really good ideas coming up. People to to uh, have on our podcast as guests, and and we recorded one one other day that that I think is going to be uh, pretty interesting for a lot of people. Um, but, but with that, our, our podcasts, they are available, uh, Apple podcast, Google, Spotify. Um, I think there's one called pocket cast. I think there's 10 or 11 different platforms, whether what kind of phone you have, where you are, you, you can find it, search it on them specific apps. Uh, Apple podcast comes, comes as a stock app on iPhone. You can search Buck and stock news and pull it up right there. Yeah, I think Alicia, my wife, she listens to it on Castbox, which I don't. I don't have on my phone. I listen to it on Google Podcasts if I have to, you know. But listen, listen to something or re-listen to something. But uh, the Castbox deal seems to work pretty good for her. Um, but yeah, it seems like we're on we're on most of the podcasts. Just for for all the listeners out there that that are, that do listen to our podcast or or even new people, you want to tell. It is on any major platform that that you can imagine. Uh, you don't have to listen to it on the link that we, you know, uh, post on on social media. But you can you can search it anywhere. Download the episodes to your music library, 
um, it's pretty pretty neat to see all this come together and how it's just keep going and, and the feedback. So, um, but uh, moving forward, um, we we have kind of started started little advertisement uh, partnerships with some people. That, you know, Two Bulls is with us. Um, uh, Paragon Cattle Services uh, Insurance. They've they've jumped on board with us. Uh, Elite Breeder Sales. Um, they're with us as well, and and we just want to say that we we're kind of getting to that point where we feel we have a platform that we can do a little advertising for for specific brands or or any not even specific, just anybody that wants to get a word out on podcast commercials or or anything as such on on our social media page. Um, you want to get in contact with us about about some advertising at buckingstocknews at yahoo dot com. Or you can even just direct message the Facebook page, and and we're uh, pretty willing to get creative and make it work for for your needs uh, within the, the buck and bull and, and buck and stock industry. Awesome. So that's kind of been cool uh, to to be able to offer a platform like that to where people can advertise their sales or or want to talk about a certain sire, you know, like that we can't figure out about, you know, and. Uh, and be able to put that stuff out there to a on a platform where everybody can see it. So, um, I guess uh, that's that's kind of about me and Thor and in Buckingstock News, kind of how it come about, what what we like, what we're trying to do for for everybody, and and provide you know content for for everybody to to check out. Um, but one thing uh, we're gonna roll into to some recaps. There were some pretty good events over the last weekend. Um, border town they they had their second tier b series and they call it a tier b and meaning any bull over 84 it's not really uh i guess you could say welcome to that that specific event so how many events how many events do they have to have gone to or like if they've gone to no events they can enter the tier b yeah basically if they've ever been marked over 84 they're just not allowed in well no it's not it's just within the 2019 year so when you hear some scores I'm going to read off, it'll, it'll explain, but the way that the tier B series system is set up and now this is the best that I can describe it is it's for, you can't be over 84 at, at a ABBI sanctioned event or a tier B uh, or a border town event, uh, an open event, whatever. And if, if you're not, then you can enter the tier B, but if your bulls over 84 twice, He's no longer eligible to be back in the series. He has to move up to the open. And so, basically, what what the concept is is to give the the bulls that that are just just pretty nice bulls that fall out of the money every time because the bull deal has gotten so tough nowadays uh, a chance to win some money. But with it being so early in the year, there's been a lot of bulls that haven't been entered yet in the tier B. The fees are a little less, and it's been it's been a big hit. Um, but they had a tier B fraternity derby and classic last weekend. Um, and in the fraternity, uh, Babs 703, Bob and Jerry Adams, uh, Brandon Stewart there in Stephenville, uh, he showed up with a bucker and, and that bull put it together. He was 90 and three quarter points. And, and with $300 entry fees, he, he won, uh, a little over $4,200. Wow. Uh, that bull was, was really, really good. He, How many he little, sorry, go ahead. Go, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, how many were entered in the two of these? Well, um, I can't quite answer that question. There was 
there was quite a few I want to say close to. There was like 158 bulls in her total. Um, I know there was 47 or 8 derby bulls. Uh, I want to say there's probably around 70 or 80. So uh, it was a standalone. It was a standalone for sure. There wasn't a tier A and a tier B the same. 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 No, no, no. Just straight when they have the gotcha. tier B, tier B's only. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, something that is kind of cool about that that 703 of Bob and Jerry's and Brandon's. Um, his sire is is a, a a bull called Nightmare, um, which is a wildlife son or uh, sorry, wild child son, out of the dam to uh inferno oh that Every, cactus cactus yeah. flower and i want to say she sold on the breeders connection for ninety three thousand or something yeah i remember that it was a bunch of money travis medby and she had a full brother to invert inferno on her side everybody was kind of wondering i i've talked to brandon a little bit and he said that bull bucked so hard he was afraid he's gonna hurt him now this was a year or two ago so i'm not real sure where where that bull's at now but but it's just kind of cool to see them cows that hit, that you know, her she hits, and now her son's producing. I mean, that bull is kind of a little black bull, but he had all the tools and, and put it together that day for over ninety. Uh, it's kind of kind of cool to see that. You know what kind of cow he was out of? Uh, yeah, I, I I did the results and and looked them up, and and sounds bad on the actual podcast that I can't tell you, but uh, that's all right. Did Brandon raise him or who raised yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, Brandon is raised by bs cattle there in stevenville so that's cool uh the cool thing about the derby um now uh hodges and and shuler they uh they had some bulls last year i remember seeing with the dummy some big bucking suckers and uh they they brought this bull 73d squeeze box to town um there at the tier b derby and he was a uh margie time son out of a high stakes daughter and he was 88 and three quarters winning a little over 3500 and that bull was big and and all there he freaking bucked um but but even kind of neat the bull that went second in the derby i think or maybe went third um was also a margie time son uh and i thought that was kind of neat the the showtime stuff uh margie time being a showtime son uh really seems to work with a rider and then for the fact that there was two wolves either first and second or first and third to both be margie time sons and i think on top of that that high stakes uh he's a shorty son went to the pbr finals and he was a bucker and and he's really really starting to show up um in in some of these pedigrees of bulls uh we'll get to another one a little later uh but but that high stakes is is sure seeming to be a pretty good sire yeah, uh, uh, where's that bull now? Does Cody still have him? Or? No, Lostro had him for for Capello there in, in Colorado. But I actually talked to Lostro the other day about that bull in particular, and uh, he's kind of kind of lazy when it comes to breeding cows, and uh, he does have semen, and and you can buy semen from Cody, but uh, he's lazy, and they they he they'd have a bunch of open cows, they'd have a few, but. Cody told me a story there up in Colorado. They, you know, in the wintertime, they keep their cows up to feed them and stuff through the winter. And their early part of the spring, you know, March or so, Cody turned that bull out on his cows. He said, he said there's probably 50 cows in a little trap, you know, a couple acres, five acres where he feeds them, you know, all winter where they're out of the weather. Well, anyways, he said he's seen cows in heat and and everything. And that bull would just kind of sniff them and, 
just go back to the feed trough. Like he, it wasn't even worth his time to breed them. You know? Maybe was he hurt or something? Maybe. No. Just no, low, I mean, low, low uh, libido or whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer your question, that bull's back with uh, at RD Cattle, I believe, in in Mississippi, um, for for retirement. That guy had had owned a quarter percent of that bull uh, when when Jeff Robinson was hauling him and. And so he he's got him now, actually, uh, kind of re- living the retired life. Yeah. Well, good. It's nice to. Man, I like to see those bulls just live out their life. They did so much in the arena. You know, it's nice to let them just be bulls. Yeah, for sure. It's been uh, it's kind of neat too. You know, to when them bulls and then and they retire from bucking and try to breed them and and they have have a successful sire career, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. And, they they go on to uh, just live retirement and live the live the good life, you know. Especially heck, and, and that bull was in Colorado up north, and now down south, just killing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, bull in the classics, uh, twenty two oh five. I want to call it Tito stick, uh, just for kicks. Uh, he was eighty eight and a half. Uh, to win, to win a little over three thousand. The classic competition always seems to be just a little, a little bit lighter uh, in the entries for some reason. Um, I don't know, just maybe some of the four-year-olds just kind of disappear. I, I don't know. The thirty is always the the highest entered class, and the classic seems to be the lowest entered class. But but that bull uh, was a was out of a, a Yippie son of Tom Teague's. Um, which the FBIA was the sire to I'm a Gangster, and we actually did a spotlight on I'm a Gangster, and it seems like that stuff from Canada was uh, sure been working. Even cooler, he's out of a Crossfire Hurricane daughter, and uh, we just we just did a spotlight on our social media page of of Crossfire Hurricane, uh, and then to see the bullet wins the classic that weekend was out of a Crossfire Hurricane daughter kind of was ironic. Yeah, BSN's on top of it again. <laughs> on accident hey man that's all right take take the win for sure so uh also there was uh on friday night uh the border town is held on saturday on friday night oklahoma city uh unleashed the beast series pbr um was was in oklahoma city and at a lot of these uh built for or unleashed the beast series events they're in the Midwest area, uh, like Missouri, Oklahoma, um, Arkansas. There's uh, classics, ABBI classics uh, held within these events. And they had a classic competition in Oklahoma City. Um, and kind, kind of no surprise to, to the Bulls that, that were in the top five. There's one bull in there that nobody had ever heard of before, and he kind of made a statement. But that concealed carry, I got a cool story about concealed carry, but of uh, – Chad Raymer, Rockin' R, and Jerry Rush, um, actually out of a Crossfire Hurricane Sun. Um, but uh, anyways, I remember the ABBI in 2018. They had some there's some three-year-old competitions with a dummy, no no rider, and this was at Stephenville. And uh, I think I was pulling gates at that event, and this big honking three-year-old rolled in there, and I mean big. Uh, you know the biggest I mean bigger than a lot of them 40 year olds and I was thinking to myself what the heck they enter this this big sucker with a dummy you know and they cracked the gate and that sucker was 88 or 89 I mean a bunch of points 
with a dummy and this big dude leaped off the ground and kicked and turned in the gate and win the, the three-year-old deal with a dummy. And uh, I think he, he went a couple of border towns last year as a three-year-old. I believe he made the finals last year, the classic finals in Vegas. And then, you know, Oklahoma City, who's your winner? Concealed carry. That bull's big, leaps up off the ground. It seems like he can take the rope. Heck, he was over 89 points, 89.20 uh, to win a little over 10,000. I think there was 37 or 38 bulls entered in Oklahoma City. Um, and it's a little different. You know, them bulls have to – you can enter them, but, but they also somewhat have to be approved by livestock director Cody Lambert of the PBR. Well, my pick for Oklahoma City didn't uh, didn't didn't do it for me. I'm I had strange cargo, man. I saw that bull in Sacramento and in Phoenix, and I really thought he was. Uh, I thought he was, and and he was really good, but it looked like he lost his feet a little bit. And I think it was Brendan Eldridge on him. Yeah, Brendan. Yeah, and actually Brennan got him road. They give him a score. Yeah, that bull was real wild and western and stuff. And I don't know if they called him for a slap or. or he was just fell off barely, barely before the whistle, but they ended up, he was 85 and, and they ended up taking his score back. But the other bull I talked about, 162 right stuff, uh, he was pretty good. He placed, I think, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, actually almost to him uh, oh. on top five results recap. The second place bull, uh, Preacher's Kid, uh, he kind of comes back to the, to the high stakes. He's a high stakes son. I don't know, the gangster cow. Uh, I believe it's back out of a Playboy daughter on the bottom side there. Uh, but that bull, we've seen him in Vegas at the Lifetime Derby. I actually don't think it's a Lifetime anymore open to anybody. But uh, anyways, that bull win that and uh, went almost 30000 there. And, and that bull really, really bucked in, in Oklahoma City and kind of threw his guy off pretty fast. Uh, but Preacher's Kid went second. Uh, he was pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm looking to see who got on him there. Mm-hmm. Allison, Allison De Sosa. Yeah, that guy's yeah. been riding everything too. Yeah, he pretty much can handle him pretty good. K Bar C always shows up with some with some sure enough buckers every time. A lot of short round bulls, and when they when they get a hold of a classic bull, it seems to be pretty good. And, and the funny thing is. Uh, their partner R.D. Cattle um, on that bull. R.D. was actually the original breeder on Preacher's Kid, but he's who who has high stakes now. Oh yeah, that's cool. Ironman. Yeah. Did he sell? So does R.D. own any of him, or he sold him all yeah. there? No, no, they're partners on him. Gotcha. On Preacher's Kid, but now third and fourth, there's a split. Um, the bull you just mentioned, right stuff. We've seen that bull that used to, and he was really good, placing in top five, I believe. Uh, he's an Apollo son. Uh, out of yeah. a buck, my daughter. Buck, yeah, full full sister to half nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was also an NFR bull, um, Craig Smith and Vernon Nexus. That bull, uh, he was he was really good too. He kind of had a little different style, kind of turning the gate and break over and spin real fast and drift way out there versus yeah. concealed carrying preachers kid that state you know really got off the ground and, mm-hmm. and buck hard. Pretty time where. Uh, he, he split third and fourth with a, a bull of Skip Jones, JQH, bad decisions. Um, out there in Amarillo, Skip raised that bull. Uh, and no, nobody had ever heard of heard of that bull, I don't think. Um, I, I know I hadn't. Uh, and he sure enough bucked. And, and of both long rounds and the short rounds, actually bad decisions was the high mark bull. 
Edward the Bull in the 15-15, marked higher than him. But of the PBR judges, he was the high mark bull uh, of both long rounds and the short rounds and ended up splitting third and fourth in the classic. And he's out of your sire, isn't he? Yeah. That's, yeah, the, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, he's a Keystone son out of uh, out of a reindeer daughter, I believe. That's cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool looking up the results and seeing a bull in the top five out of out of a sire I had that I didn't know that bull existed. Um, the bull bull finished fifth. I uh, was actually just recently sold to Dakota Rodeo, Clay Struve, and Diamond W uh, from Todd McClure. I think Riley Sanford hauled this bull last year. Good night, Rover Show. Uh, as a three year old. And that bull picked up some wins. Uh, I think he win Wichita's Classic at the Velocity Tour. Um, pretty, pretty blue roan. And I actually remember watching that ride on Ride Pass. And that bull did turn in the gate and slam that guy. I thought he was, was really, really good. Um, and he's he's out of a full sister to uh, Bull of the Year, Ludu Child. And uh, really? it's kind of yeah, it's kind of neat to see all this stuff keep popping up. What what's worked in the past works now. It seems like you know. Man, I like that. I I really like to hear when those full sisters work. You, you know, that's always been a a big question, I guess. Maybe I know Todd. He's he, I want to say he even bought the damn the voodoo child, uh, and and I, I'm sure I'm almost positive of that. Um, but he he's kind of big on that deal, and and I think that Goodnight Robo Show was was out of a out of a page sire uh page bread sire but uh yeah he he had a lot of good luck i think that bull is really good with a dummy uh won quite a bit of money and transitioned into the three-year-old year he he made the classic finals at vegas as a three-year-old and uh still still going even even in new hands you know so who's all in him now well i i think chad is uh riley may still have him uh not not 100 percent sure on that gotcha chad doesn't haul too many classic bulls does he well, I know, I know. Last year, um, he had some classic bulls and, that he had bought, you know, as four-year-olds that that he left with with either the people he bought them from or, or sent them to Riley Sanford. Um, and I don't know if that's their partnership still still going or not. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. Gotcha. So that's kind of the recap on on Border Town, Oklahoma City. Uh, we do want to kind of give a give a little shout some upcoming events. Um, ABBI co-sanctioned events uh, February 9th this weekend actually uh, there's a Buckers Unlimited in Tor- Torrington, Wyoming uh, put on by the Jumas uh, luckily it's inside I think the weather's pretty rough <laughs> up that part of the country right now um, February 16th in King, North Carolina there's a, a Backyard Buckers event um, we, we actually did some results on, on the Backyard Buckers event uh, they do something kind of cool That they, they have a little different judging system all the contractors judge every bull but your own bull. Hmm. So it's like a 20-man judging system? Yeah, pretty much. They just take an average or something? Yeah, I want to say I want to say they take an average and and come up with a total score, but uh I haven't actually got the load on low down on exactly how that works. That's um, pretty neat. Yeah, they don't have a have a panel of judges uh like the rest of the events they all the contractors judge each individual bull, uh, but your own. So, um, February 16th, back at border town, open fraternity derby and classic. Um, kind of expect that one to be, be pretty ranked. All the seems like heart of bull country. I shouldn't say that way kind of Missouri, Northeast Oklahoma, but 
a lot of guys show up and and at those events and and it's usually pretty dang bucky and of course we'll have all the event results with pedigrees from these events uh coming up um you can you can get on the web internet abbi website find some events coming up to go to um just kind of some recent events coming up in the next couple weeks you know future events so but uh yeah you you gonna enter anything thor in, in wyoming go up there Man, I uh, I used to live in Wyoming. That's in Torrington. I didn't live far from there. I lived in Thermopolis, Wyoming. And uh, no, no, I'm not gonna do <laughs> anything. I'm I uh, I'm not. I, I love watching the competitions and going to them. I just I I can't. Uh, I'm not a competition guy currently. Maybe someday, but at the moment, uh, it's it's not for me. But I love watching them and going to them and trying to learn from them. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's becoming a popular deal with the fraternity cabs and and everything. There's lots of entries all over the country, and there's there's associations from California to North Carolina with these with these buck and bulls, and and uh, you can enter and, and you know a chance to win no matter what what part of the country you're in. Yeah, we we've only actually entered anything at one event. Well, I guess one one competition event. It was out. It was just an open deal out there in Arizona. Uh, some guys put on and we entered a classic bull. Um, but yeah, uh, back there, there wasn't too many of them. And uh, out here, there's plenty of them. But, you know, I'm kind of like you. I'm working or working on the BSN or trying to be a father and a husband or, you know, whatever. Yeah, oh, I understand you. So, but uh, guys, we want to we wanna thank everyone who's, who jumped on board to be a part and or help Buckingstock News. Um, we 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 truly believe we're just just at the beginning of this deal, and it's we're we're running wide open and hoping to keep growing and 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 going in the right direction. And and we want to thank all our followers and and listeners on the podcast. If, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this and and have somebody to listen and read read our content. Um, so we want to thank every everybody there. Uh, Thor, you got anything to anything else to say? Man, I just want to reiterate that. Uh, absolutely appreciate everybody following and listening, and and we just ask you please take the time. If you see something you like, push the like button, share it, subscribe, follow, whatever. The more interactions we can get, the the more we know we're on the right track, and 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 we're doing what everybody wants to see. So, and and to, to kind of go with that. Uh, you got any ideas or, or suggestions or things you may want to see or don't like seeing then don't hesitate to shoot us a message or, or uh, an email. Um, let us know what you're thinking. We're always up for new ideas or, or adjustments as well. Hopefully we can spread this to where uh, more people can follow and enjoy and, and learn uh, about the bull industry and hopefully it'll help the whole industry. Heck yeah. Well, Everybody, it's been another uh, episode of Bucking Sock News Podcast. Good night.